D-C Ooh. Oh, what's that? Hey, what's that? Hey, what's that? They call it O-D-D-C Hey, what that stand for? Tell them what that stand for That's off the chain It off the chain Everything, it be off the chain It's off the chain What she talk about be off the chain It's off the chain It's off the chain You know the name It's a lure gonna run the game O-D-C Ooh What's that? I tell him, I tell him, I tell him, oh, D, D, C. It's off the chain. She about to do a thing. Run it up on YPP. This ODC. Hold on. That STL. Now we in the triple D. Now throw your hood up. Where the side at? Where your ride at? Where your vibe at? Now turn it up, turn it up, turn it on, turn it on. Off the chain, off the chain, and we on. There you go. And I go by YPP. This message. Let's run it. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Miss Alua. You're now tuned in to Off the Chain Podcast. And I have a very special guest with me. So, people on YouTube, you're going to see me dancing or whatever because I'm kind of excited. So, I'm going to let her introduce herself. What up? It's Lil D, uh, midday job for 97.9 to be weekdays from 10 to 3. Also, author of Route 2 My Choice to Struggle to Succeed. But today, actually, she's on here to talk about her book, which I'm excited to actually get and read. So, can you tell us about your book? Like, where, where how did this book come along? So, I always said that when I was going through my experiences, um, man, when you make it through, it's going to make a dope movie. And, well, the movie will come at some point, but I was like, I at least have enough to write a book. The, the book, uh, Route 2, is about the three months I spent homeless in Ohio doing radio. The difference with me is I chose it. I was uh, in Toledo doing radio, lost my job, and wound up getting a part-time job in Cleveland. So I was on air one day a week from 9 a.m. to noon. I couldn't afford my bills, so I moved into a motel or my car when I couldn't afford the motel. Um, and my dad was like, you know you can just come home, home in Shreveport, and start over. And I was like, immediately, Daddy, if I come home, I'm going to be out of radio again. So I chose to stay up there with no money, no food for two days, nowhere to sleep, so that I wouldn't lose this 9 a.m. to noon shift because I wanted to do radio that bad. What made you feel like if you went back home, you would miss out on radio? It's not easy to get back in radio once you're out of it. The job was in Cleveland, so what was I going to say? Hey, thanks for giving me this opportunity again in radio after I got fired. But I'm poor, so I'm just gonna leave and hopefully one day get back in radio. Nah. Dang. So how did your how did your father feel like to know that his daughter chose to? He raised me, so he already knew I was a hustler and I was I was gonna make it through. So it was whatever. I, I, I he was obviously worried about me. I'm up here by myself, no family, no friends. I mean, I had friends, but no family, no nothing, and that nobody knew how bad it was. He hasn't read the book yet because he's gonna cry, but. He knew that I was strong enough to be cool. I don't. I don't even know what to say about that. I commend you because I don't think I'll be able to do it. But your passion, like, how old were you when you decided to even want to do it? Um, <laughs> I never wanted to do radio. <laughs> I was gonna be a rapper when I grew up. I was gonna be the next Tupac and change the world and like go on tour and do all of this. I only got into radio because we was doing freestyle contests. I was in twelfth grade and a night jock did Freestyle Friday. So I called in and I won like nine weeks straight, battling everybody, bar after bar after bar, bar code. And uh, when I got to college, he was like, you wanna be on my show? And I was like, I guess. And for me, I was like, Psh, I'm about to get my music played. I'm gonna go flatter, <laughs> like, let's go. I'm, just, I'm gonna be a rapper. And when I got to Toledo, somewhere around there, I was like, I don't know if I wanna be a rapper. And just naturally, the passion just kind of went away and my passion for radio grew and grew. So it really just kind of happened. Did you at any time question yourself why you transitioned like that? Like why you said that fell out of love with wanting to be a rapper? No, um, I did one last mixtape in Toledo and I was real naive. Like I, I, was, I still thought smoking weed was bad. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So when I started realizing what the music industry really was, I was like, I don't want to be a part of this. And my love for radio just kind of grew. So how did the name Route 2 come up? This was like your plan so it's a It's a double entendre. You're the first person to actually get it right. <laughs> Route 2 is actually the way you get from Toledo to Cleveland. It's about 120 miles apart. 
Um, there you can take the turnpike, but it's five dollars an hour before. So I found the other way to get there, which is Route Two. Okay. But also, it's called Route Two because I chose the alternate route in life. I could have went home in some AC and figured <laughs> it out, but I chose to stay up here and take this path, and it paid off. So I was actually, I think it was last week, you was on the show talking about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah. And you said it was hard. How, how did that turn out? Did you Did you eat it? I ate it. Um, I ain't had one since. I haven't had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich since 2011. But I lived off of them for those three months. Mm. It was a gas station up the street, so I just went up there, got me a loaf of bread, got peanut butter and jelly, and that was what I ate most days. Yeah, I hear that. Day. Like, that's straight dedication. I don't think I ever in my life met yeah. nobody that chose the struggling route. Not only that, you lived in motels. Like, how was it living in motels? Because you know most motels be nasty, bed they bugs. And, and you're actually the first person to not say, oh, you was okay, you was in a motel. No. Somebody actually said, oh, you wasn't homeless for real. I was what? like, okay. Cool. Do they not know how much that shit They don't. I don't think they do. Um, <laughs> there are levels. This is why I wore the shirt. Homeless have faces. Because I didn't even see that. People okay. seem to think that when you're homeless, you're a crackhead with the shopping cart, and that's it. That's not true. Like, um, that motel was 168.19 every week. The AC half worked, and it was summer. Mm. Uh, the, the refrigerator halfway worked, so my water was always room temperature, regardless of how cold I put the setting on. I lived next door to some drug addicts. I don't know what their drug was, but they injected it. It was prostitutes outside. It was across the street from a truck stop. So in other words, that was basically like an unsafe environment. Yeah, it was nasty. It wasn't, it wasn't safe at all. I'm talking like come outside and see needles. Like, I'm from the hood, but this is different. <laughs> it's yeah. a whole other kind of situation. So it wasn't safe, and I'm paying all this money to live here. <laughs> it was... It, you be up in the middle of the night because it's so quiet and you just scared because you're like, man. I commend you on that because, no, like I said, I don't think I ever met anybody whose passion is as strong as yours to even want to do what you want to do because you sacrifice so much. I don't think I would have been able to do it. It's a lot. Everybody, I, and I I'm saying that you. now, but I've never been in that situation, so I can't really say I wouldn't have done it. But it's just like being where I'm at now. It's like I don't think I would have been able. And I don't judge do nobody because it wasn't easy, at all. Like so, how did you like? Did you like go to laundry mat to wash clothes? Like, did you ever have like hand wash clothes? Like, I would drive to the laundry mat maybe every three weeks or once a month mm -hmm. uh, when I could afford it. Uh, it was one maybe twenty twenty five minutes from the motel, and I would just wash everything. And where was was you said this was in Shreveport, Ohio? This is in Ohio. It was in Toledo. Mm. So I lost my I lost my radio job in Toledo, and I was part time in Cleveland. The reason I didn't move to Cleveland, well, one I couldn't afford it, but two I was working for Frito Lay in Toledo, mm -hmm. so I was there during the week, and that's what paid the motel bill. Back to what you said about I like your shirt because I Thank didn't you. even see that, but. People don't realize that though. People nah. do think when you're homeless, you gotta be dirty out in the street. No, like, your coworker could be homeless. Exactly. Right now. True. Like if you don't have a stable living environment, you're technically homeless. Yeah. If you're couch surfing because that's a cool <laughs> way to put it in 2019. You homeless. Exactly. So I, I kind of hate that stigma too that people put on folks, or better yet, they see that you look D now. So it's like now people probably I, I never knew that, and I've been listening to you for a minute now. I've been in Texas Thank three you. years. So, I never knew that. So, when I seen your book, I honestly didn't know what to think. Because I'm like, let me see if this is about her. When I read that, I said, what? I was yeah. like, I just looking at you, like you said, because it don't, it don't really have a face. So, it's kind of like, I never would have thought that. Ever. I never would have thought. That's why I wanted to write it. I was just going to say, so like, when you decided to take their route, like, I was listening to you. I think it was last week you talked about it. I think it was something. Was it your mom or something? That said, um, I bet you won't make it. Yeah, I bet you won't make it. Now that I'm older, that hurt my feelings when I heard you say that. Girl, hurt mine. I'm sure. It was literally the night before I moved to Toledo for my first salary, full time job, and that's what you tell me. Now that I'm older, I'm able to understand. I tell people sometimes you have to look at your parents like humans, and not like your parents. And now that I, I'm older, I, I get it. She never left. She never pursued her dreams ever in life, period. Like, actually, she moved two miles from her mom's house. Mm -hmm. And that's where she been for 50, 60 years. So to see her kid go to another part of the country with some MapQuest directions in 2008 when you're 22, she was scared. 
she was worried for me, but the way she didn't know how to express that. I was so just about to say, but it she just didn't came know how to out like, it. why would you do this? You don't have no family there. We ain't gonna make it. I bet you won't make it, which is not what you tell your kid. Yeah, that's not the no. ideal. You kind of no, not at all. You, I would rather for you be like, you know. I know this is something you want to do. I'm scared for you, but I know you're going to make the right decision. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I support you, but to say, I bet you. So, like, how is y'all relationship now? Like, now that you. Oh, we fine. How y'all got it now? Like, how yeah, did she we, feel? We now? had a come to Jesus moment somewhere <laughs> when I was in Cleveland, actually. And we really just talked it out. Like, I don't hate her because I get it. I see her as a human. So, I understand that she just. She's not expressive when it comes to how she feels about things. Yeah, that's something I talk about a lot too. Is my yeah. relationship with my mom? Like, how did you forgive her? Cause I know being young and being told that a lot of people yeah. will have a lot of resentment. This okay. So the when I was moved, getting evicted out of my house in Toledo, she was mad and she was like, "Why wouldn't you say anything? Don't you know we would help you?" Right. And I was like, "No." And she thought I was being a smart ass, but I was very serious. Why would I think you would help me when you already told me I'm going to fail anyway? So Basically, why would I ask you for help when I'm failing? <laughs> and she, she got super pissed. Like, why would you even say that? And I told her exactly why I would say that. And so we had a whole moment. And she was like, I would have helped you. I don't want you to go up there and fail for real. Why would you think that? And we hashed it out. Like, I don't hate her. That's something I'm trying to learn to do with my mom. So we, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be an easy Easy stuff. You gotta see her as a human being first. Maybe that's what it is. And I don't think I I don't think a lot of times we expect things from our parents and um it's not you gotta see them as a human and see where they're coming from and understand why they say or make the decisions that they make. Yeah. So like for anybody that's like because how old were you? You was what, eighteen, twenty two? So, like, for anybody that's young and want to get in the radio, because clearly you just said you wouldn't recommend nobody to do what you did, but, like... It's not what you, If you have a child... I mean, I can't say don't, because I'm cool now, but that was a long three months. I was just going to say, like, what would you tell them? Like, how would you tell... Like, if you had any way to do it better, or if you had, like, any other options, like, which way would you have done I would ask for help. I would have called... My rent was $300. I got evicted because I couldn't pay $300. My car note is more than that right now. I could have <laughs> asked 20 or 30 people for some money and got $300. True. So in other words, you had people to help you, but you still chose to do it your Mentally, own way. I thought that I couldn't. I didn't love myself enough to think that I deserved to be able to ask for help. I was so used to hearing, you ain't going to be shit. You're going to be just like your mama and get pregnant. My my grandparents raised me, so that's why I called mom and dad. But my birth mother was on crack. She had me at 16. So my whole life, it was, you're going to be just like your mama and you ain't shit. And so I didn't believe. For me, it was like, you going through this? Whatever. You, who cares? You deserve to go through this. You ain't shit. Yeah, same, so. same thing with me. My mama was on drugs for like over 20 years. So that's why I said I don't think I ever gotten over the resentment part. That's why I asked you like yeah. how did y'all hash nah, it out. Nah, me and my birth mother are cool now. But to answer your question, it's, I would have, I wish that I would have loved myself more. Because I had cousins, I had aunts, I had uncles. I could have got $300. I just didn't think I deserved to be able to be like, hey, listen, I'm messed up right now. Do you have $50? I could have done that six times and paid my rent. True. That's 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 like a hard pill to swallow because I know a lot of people that say they want to get into radio and they can't get into it or they want to do it. And I know a lot of people that struggle in trying to do it as well. But it's like for you to go through all of that, live off. I couldn't do that. I'm sorry. Live off peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah. Going, I haven't had one in eight years. That is... That's crazy. Like, did that put you in like a depression? Did it? I was extremely depressed. I had been depressed most of my life, though, and it just made it worse. Like, negative self-talk is one of the worst things you could ever do, and I did it a lot to myself. I talk about it in the book how you make your own situation worse because you in your head. So yeah. you're in your head telling yourself, "You dumb as fuck. Why are you even in this situation? Like, why would you? This is stupid. This is never gonna pay so you off." You had a lot of self-doubt. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. People nowadays who want to get into radio, they'll say, I want to do radio because I love music and I think I can talk. And that's cool. And I'd be like, well, yeah, air check it. What's that? Oh, okay. 
If you don't even want to educate yourself on how to be in the field, either quit or open a fucking book. Send a DM, email somebody. Right. I'm like, how many people have you sent this to? Well, I mean, I sent it to, I sent it to Bebe. Okay, that's cool. He's one person out of how many people who do radio? Right. Oh, you're trying to get into Dallas. You're trying to get into Market 5, the fifth largest city in the country. Your first job might be in Tuscaloosa right. or Benton Harbor, Michigan. Oh, you don't want to move? This ain't for you. What kind of hustle and drive do you have? What kind of belief in self do you have? Because if it ain't there, this ain't for you. I try to tell people that, like, my biggest issue, people want something for nothing. They do. It's annoying. So it's like to hear your story and know that this is what you did and the sacrifices you made to get where you are. Now, do you think it was worth it? Absolutely. Without question. I always tell myself that the reason I'm going through certain things is because I'm strong enough to handle it and I'm going to help somebody else. Even down to wearing my hair natural. I stopped getting perms because I was poor and I couldn't afford them. <laughs> so, like, honestly, I ain't go natural. I just stopped getting perms. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. My hair fell but out. But it looks good on you now because it, 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 you know. But always did not at first. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, my hair came up to my hair. Like, now it's, you know, I'm getting it back. But I didn't yeah. know what I was doing. But I refused to straighten it. And I didn't want to get a sew in. Nothing against nobody with none of that. Like, do right. your thing. But for me, when somebody's mama said to me, my daughter has natural hair and she gets bullied at school, will she look up to you? I knew that I had to keep going through people DMing me and putting comments like, you ugly, nappy-headed-ass, black-ass bitch. People have DMed you What? That? Girl, this is a, being in Dallas is wow. the longest I have gone in my career without somebody calling me ugly. And I've been here a year. Like, that is so... This is the longest I've gone in my career. That's rude and disrespectful as hell. People might seriously would have yeah. the balls to People will go DM on the that. radio station Instagram, not mine, but the radio station Instagram, put you ugly, at Lil Dionair, to make sure I saw it. Wow. My topic once in Columbus, Ohio, was what was your first job? A girl called me and was like, what was your first job? It wasn't a slave? Ha ha. Like, yeah. Who's that ugly? What? Who's that what? black ass bitch on the radio? Who's that ugly bitch on the radio? Who's that nappy headed bitch on the radio right now? People can be ugly black nappy headed. People can be so cruel. So like to piggyback off that, like how do you handle that? Being like I have really like really like high self esteem now. Shout out to my therapist and shout out to meditation and aligning my chakras because you can't tell me shit. <laughs> um, That's how it's supposed to be, man. When I wake up in the morning. Pressing my eyes and lips ashy. I'm beautiful. I look at myself sometimes in the mirror, just doing random stuff like mm -hmm. putting my glasses on, and I'm just like, you're really pretty. And I mean it. So I don't give a shit what you got to say about it. <laughs> that's how it's supposed to be. So, like, what advice would you have to somebody that's, you know, kind of new coming to the radio? Like, what would you tell them? To, how would you explain to them, like, how to handle that stuff? Because everybody, skin ain't as tough. No, that's a big fact. Um, Everybody can't handle it. Like, it's a lot of people that have killed themselves yeah. because of that. And it's like they want the fame. But I tell people, if you want the fame, you have to prepare yourself for the backlash. No, you definitely do. Um, shit, I tried twice. Thank God I suck at it. Um, you, you have to empower yourself. You tried what twice? Suicide. Are you serious? Yeah, when I was 12. Do you talk about 14. that in your book, too? Nah. You don't. It will be in the next book, though. Okay. It's but a trilogy. You are so um, <laughs> But you have to empower yourself. When you empower yourself, a bully don't mean shit to you. And that's real. People that's always true. want you to talk to the bullies. Hurt people hurt people. Yes. So fuck them motherfuckers. And what? a lot of people say you, you attract together? what yep. you are. So if you hurt and you still are not yes. healed, you attract those type Without of people. question. Because I'm saying people who call me ugly in Ohio, the moment I moved down here, damn, Texas look good on you. Shut your ass up. So, See what I'm saying? People what I would, it, but the difference is I'm happy now. I'm That's glad good. I'm here. I'm glowing. And I know I'm fine as fuck. But for those people, empower yourself. One of the things that I used to do after my first suicide attempt failed, I, I was like, well, if I'm going to be stuck looking like this, let me at least try to get used to it. So I made myself go in the mirror every single day, mm -hmm. and I made myself say something nice about myself. Like, at first I couldn't say, like, you look cute today. It would be... You did good on your math test, or that was good of you to help Doug so with his homework. So you basically did like daily everything. I didn't even know what an affirmation was. I At just, the time, yeah, I just knew I needed to do. I needed to be nice to myself. Yeah, that I mean, going through something like that, you for sure have to have tough skin. 
And I, it's, <laughs> it's not a doubt that you had it, because for some peanut butter and jelly cell, I would have got tired of eating that probably the second day. Girl, the, the first day I was tired of it. I had one for <laughs> breakfast, one for lunch, and two for dinner. That's four, six, eight. That's a lot of slices of bread. So, like, how do, I see, like, on your book cover, if y'all can see this on the back, she got, like, some shoes right here. I still got some shoes, by the way. I was just going to add. Oh, they in my like, closet right now. What, so, what were those shoes? Are those shoes, like, you wore to interviews, or, like, what do those shoes symbolize? Really, I wore them for the photo shoot for the book, and they were just some badass shoes. And I was, <laughs> it was so random. The shoes was just sitting there, and I was like, hey, them shoes look bomb. <laughs> put them by the mug, and then put them in the... And the, oh, that's gonna bow. Take the picture. I'm telling you, that's gonna be it. It literally has no meaning whatsoever. They were just some bad shoes. <laughs> she said they was just some bad shoes. Yes, like I promise. This sign is that something that you actually used to hold up, or that's just for your so, um Funny story. I have another sign that said, "We'll work your airwaves for a fee." Mm -hmm. I did this mock homeless photo shoot when I was unemployed in Toledo when I was mm -hmm. trying to get a job, and I wound up homeless a month later. What? So that sign is kind of like my manifestation of the first sign. <laughs> Girl, like, promise. I had a um, camouflage jacket and, like, this camo hat. I was standing you, on the side of the road. Did you upload a picture like that? On? Yeah. Okay, I've seen that picture. We did a video shoot in Toledo, and uh, I, was, I was, like, standing on the corner, supposed to be, like, begging for change or whatever. I had, uh -huh. like, a little cup and everything. And dude pulls up, and he's like, what you Was doing? this the cup, too? Yes. <laughs> Dude's like, what you do? And then it like cuts to my air check. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to play a bum. Because I was had the same thing about homeless people at the time, too. And then a month later, I was homeless. It so, seems, it's uh, almost one of those you speak stuff into existence. Bruh, you're type telling thing. me. No, I wish I wouldn't have. Yeah, I feel them. you. That, I know. Was that what went through your mind? Like, Girl, I, yes. I'm like... Bro, I was just pretending to be homeless. <laughs> right, like I'm not trying I, to like, be real life homeless. I'm like, for, this is what? So what was the first like radio station you worked for? Shreveport, Louisiana, 99.7 KMJJ, the big station. <laughs> she loved that station. Look at Man, it started my whole career. I used to listen to it growing up. But mm -hmm. the freestyle contest, the night jock there, his name was J-Tech. He asked me to be on his show my second semester of college. Um... And I was his co-host. I wasn't getting paid, like, at all. I didn't know what I was doing either. It was horrible. Oh, my God. My first day was so bad. Was it bad because you think it was no, bad? No, it was bad. Or you He'll just... tell you it was awful. What did you do? He like, thought I was going to come in there and be charismatic. Because when I rap, I had all the personality in the world. But that's it. So he's <laughs> like, all right, here go some headphones. You're going to talk in that mic. That's all he told me. And Dang. so at first he's like, yeah, so you know, radio, you want to amplify your voice? Oh, hold on a second. The big station, 99.7 KMJJ, Shreveport, Sip Hop, and R&B leader. Y'all see how she just turned that on, though? Lil D was popping. And I was like, I I'm chilling. <laughs> For four hours. I don't think I said more than I'm chilling. Wait, it's not funny. It was but so bad. Were you just nervous or you just... I was nervous. I didn't know what to do. I wasn't quick on my feet. Gotcha. I knew nothing. And so every day, people thought I was sleeping with him to get the job because I was so bad. They was like, hi, why is she here? And I even asked him, why did you ask me to do this? I'm not good at this. And he was like, I see something in you. You don't see in yourself yet. And it was one day he was getting on me. He would be like, Lil D, how was your day? Oh, it was I Nobody cares your mic's off. And he used to be fucking with me on the show every day. And finally, he said, I don't even remember what he said to me, but finally one day I was like, well, you need to something, something with your fat ass. And Lil D was born. <laughs> I was just about to ask you how did Lil D come about. Is there like a nickname? I've been Lil D name? since I was 12. There's not a D in my first, middle, or last name. Um, it's an acronym though. So the LIL stands for life, intelligence, and love, three things that I keep with me. The D stands for my cousin Doug, my cousin Damien, my friend Doug, and my aunt Danetta. They died, and that's how I keep them with me. That's dope. Thank you. I never would have thought that. I honestly always thought your name maybe was like Danielle. I or, usually tell know? people my name was Darren, and they believe me because <laughs> they're dumb. <laughs> Wait a minute. You tell your name. I tell my name Darren, Derek. <laughs> Dorian, I've used any name that sound like but a But not one time nobody would look at you and be like, girl, stop playing. No, they'd be like, oh, okay, that's what's up. All right, Darian. <laughs> I would look at you and be like, girl, you know damn where it is, don't you? <laughs> People are dumb. Like, I'll tell them my name is Derek, and they'd be like, oh, okay, bet. Are you serious? Wait, I'm laughing because people legit would think that, yes. though. People yeah. are dumb. 
that's some dumb, dumb stuff. I'm sorry. I'm goofy, but that's funny as hell. Because if you told me that, I'd be like, you know, then we're not there. And then I would tell you the truth. But if they go, oh, okay, that's what's up. I'd be like, yeah. All what right, is bro. your real name? Or do anybody even know your real name? Nope. <laughs> Look, so I guess y'all not going to learn today. <laughs> Call me B. <laughs> My mama know it. That is funny. You probably like the second person I've ever met that legit won't tell nobody their nope. first name. When you people know, know your name. government name, they try to act like they know the real you. And so oh, you'll yeah. be at a concert or somewhere and they'll just call it out. Hey, Danielle. Yeah, you know, that's my friend for real. That's still You're right. Real. You know, <laughs> I don't, don't know, know nothing you, about sir. you. People who I went to middle school with will come on my Facebook page and be like, oh, man, you the same old Danielle from middle school. And I'm like, delete. I ain't talked to you since the eighth grade. We not friends. I didn't even like you then. Yeah, I'm the same way. I feel like if I haven't talked to you since high school, if you didn't like me in high school, like don't try to even come and be really? like, oh, I'm so proud of you. Like, girl, I don't even know you no more. I don't like, like when people say they're proud of you and they don't know you. Say you happy for me. But if you wasn't there for the struggle, how can you be proud? You missed it all. You the first person I had that. So you don't like when people say that though? Like, I mean, I don't be like want to fight you, but it's weird to me because <laughs> if you weren't there for it, how are you how do you know that you're like proud that's understandable so you just prefer to say i'm happy for you yeah like how are you proud you don't even know me you wouldn't hear for it you don't know what i overcame they wasn't, they wasn't with you while you were shooting in the gym mm -hmm, that, oh <laughs> it's very strange so like how long did it take you to write the book like how like about when did you, a year it was about a year really i finished it in december and i started it uh january or february in ohio before i got here why do you think it took? Did, you, did it take long? Because you wanted you wanted it to be written a certain way, or you just was trying um, to figure out what you wanted in the book. So I didn't write on it every day, and gotcha. when I moved here, it got harder to write it. Ohio, Columbus was I wasn't happy there at all, so it was easy to write about being unhappy because I was miserable. When I moved here, I was so happy and I loved my new job and it was the bomb, but I had to mentally go back to that place. And that was really, really, really tough. That's what I was just about to ask you. Was that tough to even yeah. sit there and have to go back to that like, space and remember? I, I shed tears writing that book. I'm on a computer crying, writing this chapter, having to really go back to this place and be descriptive. It was tough. But I'm glad I got it out. Yeah, I know. I can't wait to read it. But look, y'all, she even got the little bookmark, though. Like, this is like... Mm -hmm. Sex fine with them heels on. I like <laughs> Hey everybody, it's your host, Miss Alua. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Off the Chain Podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by DoorDash, delivering good. Want to satisfy those cravings in the comfort of your own home? Got a date night? Them kids need to eat and you don't feel like cooking? I feel you. Sometimes it be that way. Download the DoorDash app. You can experience a world of food with your favorite restaurants at your fingertip. Want to know how easy it is? Simply go to your app store, download the DoorDash app, and then type in all your necessary information, and then voila, like magic, you have food at your fingertips, meeting you at your door. So if this your first time using DoorDash, use the code store to door and you will get $5 off your first order. Tell them Miss Lewis sent you. Now back to the show. Like, so when you did all of that, like, did you uh, self-publish? And I'm asking these questions because I got writer's block. I've been wanting oh, no. to write a book. Yeah, I know. I was typing up some stuff, and I was going to write me a book about, like, how to get over depression mm -hmm. without medication because I battled with depression last year. That's why I asked you, did it put you in a depressed mode? Because I'm just like, if I had to do some stuff like that, I would be no, mad depressed. Like... And I went through depression last year, but I'm happy that I got over it. And I go to counseling every Thursday. Honey. Shout out to my therapist. <laughs> right. Every Wednesday. <laughs> yes. Thursday at Ain't 10 in the morning. 9 in the morning, honey. Like, I Everybody go needs a therapist. I, seriously. So, in other words, it's safe to say that you're all for therapy. Because I ask Period. everybody that. People are against therapy. Like, were you against they therapy before crazy. you did it? Only thing I thought was that I couldn't afford it. But my aunt has two therapy practices in Atlanta. And I was like, what do you think about me taking out a loan to go to therapy? And she was like, you don't need to do that. You can find one that works on a sliding scale fee. Mm -hmm. I yeah, know what that meant. yeah, I didn't even know what that meant. Mm -hmm. But she was like, find one that'll go based on your income. And, da -da -da. and I'm like, oh, my God, you're so smart. I never had a problem with it because I knew I needed to talk to somebody. So you still go every Wednesday night? Yeah. And I started going here because I was happy. 
I was like, I want this shit to continue. Let me find me a therapist, make sure I'm straight. Yeah, I, I started last year. Next month would be, on the 8th of next month to be exact, would be a whole year I've been going. So, yeah, I, I recommend counseling for anybody. 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 My, I call writer's block. And like you said, it is hard to talk about certain things when you're writing it because mm -hmm. you have to get back in that mindset. Yeah. It's like you don't want to. Yeah. You Not at all. So, like, that's why I was asking, if you, did you ever catch writer's block, or did you just... With this, no, because one of my homegirls wrote a book, and she told me to write out what you want each chapter to be about. Mm -hmm. So I already had, like, little notes and sentences of, okay, don't leave this part out, and don't forget that happened here. So I already knew how each chapter would be uh, structured. And once you start typing, it just comes out. That's true. So, like, how did you come up with, like, your chapter titles? That actually happened at the last second. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I named each chapter after a different song that describes what was going on in that chapter. Hey, that's dope. At first, they was just called chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. <laughs> right. And when I was getting ready for the, the book documentary viewing, I was like, I'm going to put together a playlist on Apple Music to describe my situation. Oh, oh what was dope. chapter one about? And I was like, yo, you should just like name those a chapter. I probably would have never thought that. Random. No, random, it but out. It, I was just going to say it worked out because the fact that your book is about your struggle and you in radio, yeah. kind of, you know, it goes together. I'm a genius. I was like, that came out of good. <laughs> no, for real. I'm looking at you like, like that was smart. <laughs> like, it, it makes sense because your book is still wrapped around music. It's yeah, still the whole sure. thing. Like, that is awesome. Have you, your mom and them, you haven't let them read like a script? No, my mom keep begging for it. And I'm like, I'm going to give it to you, but you better read it all at one time or you're going to be mad. You really think they're going to be mad no, when they No, she's going to be big hurt when she read it oh, okay. until she gets to the last chapter. She's going to be big hurt. But uh, she's going to have to be okay with it because it's my story and my truth. I don't want her to feel this, but she's going to be big hurt. Well, I was just going to say, that's that's another thing. Like, how do you deal with that? Like, because you are so authentically yourself. That's another reason why I love you because you're funny as hell. <laughs> but you'll be dead serious. I do but really you. just be for real. Like, it's just like the fact that you are so authentic with everything. Like, how do you weed out the fake people? Like, because being in the music, well, I ain't gonna say music industry, being in the radio world, it's like, y'all deal with a lot of people. Yeah, we lie for a living. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's getting crazy. I mean, I do. But you can spot a fake person from a mile away. For me, it's just about doing what I need to do and then moving on. If I know you fake, that's fine. Like, if we have to host this event together, you can be as fake as you want to. I'm not going to say shit to you when we off the stage. It's just, let's get this service done, and after that, I don't have to say anything to you ever again. Do you think it's just as uh, cutthroat as the music industry? Does? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, without question. I've got passed up for jobs because people said I was ugly or I was too dark. Or my Are you hair serious? Yeah. I knew before a lot of people knew but that But you would think mattered. that would have nothing to do. I was telling J-Tech in 2007 that looks mattered. And he was like, this radio, no, it doesn't. And I was like, watch. Because I would think it didn't. A chick in Miami, I remember specifically, she put out a calendar. And mm -hmm. for every month, she was a different, like, famous black figure, like Pam mm -hmm. Greer, whatever. And I remember thinking, she's in Miami, and she looked good in the two-piece. I bet a fat girl couldn't get a job in Miami. And I remember thinking that in 07, now in 2019, they want your Instagram, your Facebook, your you Twitter, heard all of that, what you look like. Because you ain't going to go certain places if you don't have a certain look. I actually tried to work in Dallas in 2013, didn't get the job, and they hired a Hispanic girl instead of me. Mm. It matters. It's very, very cutthroat. There are jobs where if you look at the makeup of the station, you don't see no dark-skinned girl, all light-skinned girl. Start thinking about it when you look at certain radio stations and the jocks. No, because right I the two I listen to, I already know who the jocks and stuff is, and you ain't lying. That's mm -hmm. that's crazy. I, but that's sad because I never thought about that until you just said that. And it, it's not that. the it, it's crazy because it's not like the radio industry. It just be the people in charge of that station. They have a certain perception that they want to put out, and it don't really matter how talented you are if you're not cute. If you don't look like somebody I smashed, then I'm you ain't getting no job. So how did you end up working for 97.9? I know you said, I remember seeing, you said something about Vita Loca told you, like how Man. did you even be, how, so, how were you introduced to them? I was in Ohio for 10 years on radio. The last two were Cleveland and Columbus, which are both Radio 1 stations. Right. Uh, the Beat here is a Radio 1 station. Mm -hmm. But by the time I got to Columbus, I was done applying for Radio 1 <laughs> stations because I got passed up for too many jobs. 
I knew that my looks mattered and you my look wasn't what they wanted. Yeah, like I was like, I'm dark skin with natural hair. It ain't gonna mess with me. Let me go see what some other company talking about because this ain't for me. Vita Loca started following me on Instagram and she worked in Shreveport. So I remember her. Okay. And half of my family lives here in Dallas. So I would hear her doing a hot mess in the afternoon. And I'm like, wait a minute. She was in Shreveport. If she made it from Shreveport to Dallas, I know I can. So I have been following her forever. Right. And I just DM'd her one day like, Listen, I just want to tell you, like, I really look up to you because I'm from Shreveport, and I remember when you was there, and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, nah, I'll be seeing you. You're doing your thing, too. And I'm like, she know me. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked her, would you mind listening to my air check? And she was like, yeah. You know we're looking for a midday job. I hadn't even been on the job site. So for people that don't know, because I'm just now learning what that is, what is, we call it An air, air check is an on-air compilation of the best of you on air. Okay. So you take different clips and you put them together and show your personality, how you relay entertainment news, how you re react to listeners, in about a two and a half minute audio track. It's how you get a job. Don't nobody care if you got a degree. That's what I was just about to ask. So yeah. when you apply for radio, is that some, is that a requirement to have? It's or? not on the formal application, but nobody cares about that. Nobody cares <laughs> if you got a degree. Nobody cares what your, I mean, your resume is important, sort of. But if you sound like shit, you're not getting hired. Your air check is how you get the job. So when Vita told me they was looking, I'm like, I, I hadn't even been on the job board to look and see. Got you. So I emailed the program director who runs the station. He didn't email me back. And I was like, oh, okay, you're going to get this mail. <laughs> so I put in the actual mail, a little clear box with a flash drive in it to have my business card, my resume, oh, you my headshot. Because if I send it in the mail, you got to get it. That's so true. I literally mailed it. Then he emailed me. Hey, I got your stuff. You sound really good. Thank you. I thought, oh, shit, okay. Come That's on. dedication. So <laughs> then I sent him an edible arrangement. And I was like, thank you for responding. That was really sweet of you. Enjoy some sweets on me. P.S. Share some with Vita Loca. That is, that is like the most, that's inspiring to me because like being a black business owner, I'm not from Dallas. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I kind of do stuff like that too. Like you have to be, I ain't going to say extra courteous, but you kind of do. You got to you know think outside saying? the box. Yeah, you that have man, to. This is, in radio, if you make it to a top 10 market, like the 10 biggest cities in the country, mm -hmm. you made it. So that job was highly sought after. Anybody can send an email. True. How you gonna stand out? He but you left really an email. impression on him. Though. I That's mailed him some shit. <laughs> How many people mailed oh, no, you him can some shit? On here, honey. You ain't gotta edit that. <laughs> How many people sent him an edible arrangement? Probably nobody. I'm sure it was just me. So when he flew me out for the interview, I gave him a scrapbook. Every page was a different, um, different things that I'd done through my nonprofit or through work. Just oh, okay. my Mother's Day, my 20th, whatever, whatever. And the last page was blank. And it said, reserved for what we'll do together in Dallas. Girl, give me a high five of that. Hey, now that's a, that's a, and that's some still got that scrapbook in his office right now. Are you serious? Yes. Who the fuck is going to give you a scrapbook? Like, you was going to hire me. I gave you a scrapbook. Girl, you just gave me some damn ideas. That's dope. You can definitely take them and apply them. Do you but know? that is dope, though. And the last page said, what well, we going to end up doing together. What? That, yeah. that means you made an awesome impression on yeah. him. So it's kind of one of those, like, I got to check her out. Like, I yeah. can't pass her up type stuff. That's I was I don't know if it was a business seminar I went to. Wherever I went to, that's what they was telling us. They was like, you have to make sure you make a good impression on certain people. Like, even in interviews, mm -hmm. just for regular jobs, you have to do that. And I was like, that's something I've been trying to take with me. Like, even when I do interviews, uh, I do, like, the little post-interview mm -hmm. emails. You know, mm -hmm. telling them, thank you for interviewing me, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, I'm looking forward to working with you in the mm -hmm. future, X, Y, Z. You know what I'm saying? That was something I learned, too, growing up. And it actually works. No, it does. That's, it really that's part of the reason why I couldn't quit my job in Cleveland. I was unemployed, and I sent my air check to 72 <clears throat> program directors. One emailed me back, Kobe Cove in Cleveland. And then I started sending him something literally every Sunday. So he asked me to audition, and he hired me. What was I supposed to say? Thank you for being the only person who gave a fuck, but right. I'm poor, so I'm going to go back home, and it's been real. Hell no, I'm gonna figure this out. I respect your hustle. That's how that's how I be, and it's like now that you on one of the biggest radio stations, like that's that's dope as hell. And y'all be busy. Yeah, but yeah. like, how do you manage like your daily life outside of doing the radio? Because clearly you got a book on the way. You on the radio at midday. Y'all still have to do events. Like, how do yeah. you make time for little D? <laughs> um, 
I sleep on Sundays. It's my it's my one day for self-care. I try not to go anywhere, do anything except like bathe instead of shower and you know, just relax, sleep all day, don't put on pants ever. <laughs> like with the with the book, I'm clearly like busy as shit. Um and then right after that I roll into twelve days of Christmas with my nonprofit. So, That's what I was gonna ask you about yeah, next. I don't right? really sleep between October and January, but other than those months, I make time. You have to make time. Sometimes you got to say, nah, I can't do this. So I did not. That's something I didn't know that you have a nonprofit. Can you tell us what is yeah, your nonprofit? Yeah, so um, it's called You Go Girl, Grinding in Real Life, where the mission is to help good girls become great women. So my goal, I realized that my, work, my purpose here is to help girls realize their worth earlier in life than I did. So the Thank biggest you. project that I do is called 12 Days of Christmas. I'll pick 12 girls and I match them with 12 women in their uh, desired career field. So if you want to be a chef, you're going to cook. If you want to be a model, you get a photo shoot. If you right. want to be an engineer, last year we took a girl to Microsoft. It's, it was so bomb. It was so bomb. How long have you been doing that? Since 2014. That's awesome. That's dope. I started in Cleveland in my closet of an apartment. My apartment was probably the size of this room. Um, that's actually in the book. I started the book when I moved out of Toledo and I ended when I moved to my apartment and I was so happy to be in that closet Oh my god, but so anyway, um, but yeah, it's amazing. We film it. We turn it into a mini series And then at the end the girls get a present and pamper party where we get their hair and nails done and we give them gifts So like do they have to be a certain age to do 11 it? to 17 And you'll enter through my website tell me what you want to be and why I should pick you and me and my team pick because I've been wanting to pick everybody They'll be like, Lil D, look at this. You cannot pick her. And I'm like, but come on. <laughs> like, I be want to pick everybody. Well, tell everybody how they can sign up so they can know. Go to grindinginreallife.com slash 12 days of Christmas. Uh, of submissions start October 15th. But if you go on there, you'll see previous years, the videos, and how it all comes together. It's really, really amazing. Every year it is tiring. It's exhausting. I don't sleep. I'm stressed. I cry. I be cussing. I be so mad. Because, like... You'll get everything scheduled with me, the parent, and the professional. And then at the last minute, the parent will be like, we can't do it. And I'd be wanting to cuss. How many times have you had that happen? <gasps> at least once a year. At least. I don't think I've ever actually had 12 days of Christmas. It'd be like 11. Because by the time this parent cancels, I already ordered the girl's shirt, got the professional, and it's too late to, to find somebody else. But it's also the most rewarding thing I do. Every year I wind up crying happy tears. No, that's good. I think we need more of those type of nonprofit organizations or just some, <clears throat> like I miss the, do they still do the Big Brother Little Sister thing? I don't know. I think they need to bring that back. No, they do. <laughs> I used to always want to do that. I said because I see too many young people that's like losing their way and I hear yeah. a lot of people, they either want to rap, <clears throat> there's a lot of people that want to be authors of their own books, they want to get into radio, but it's like they wasting their talent. Yeah. They let the street kind of take if over. You never, if you don't know who you are, somebody will tell you. And it's usually not a good thing. And yeah. so I want to grab them before that happens and be like, yo, your dream is not really a dream. It's just a goal on a to-do list. Because so if they're doing cooking, like what do y'all do? Y'all so go to like a culinary school? It depends something? on the, the <clears throat> professional. Last year I had a little girl who wanted to be a baker. We went to the cake bar in Trinity Groves. I heard I've never been oh there. My, oh, my girl. It's literally everything. And she got to bake with the owner. They made uh, orange zest something loaves, and it was so good. It was so good. They probably thought I was being extra, but you ever, <laughs> you ever taste something and you just go, yo. Like, it was yeah. that good. And she's 11, and she made it. And it really bore my heart because her mom uh, was, go was taking care of her mom. She was sick, and oh. money was tight. She was a single mother, and she wasn't going to be able to get her no birthday gift that year. Her birthday was right around the present and pamper party. So I got her an extra gift, had the kids sing her happy that birthday. Was nice. Girl, I cried. It was great though. Like her mom was so happy she cried. Yeah, being a single parent, I'm sure it's difficult. Yeah. I didn't see my sister deal with it, my mama. So I'm sure that probably like took a big weight off her shoulder. And, and for you to do that every year, that's yeah. awesome. It's very thank you. It's very stressful. It's I'll, worth it. Do you talk about it a lot? I don't think I ever heard about it. Um, this book has consumed my life. <laughs> like, I talked about it, you know, last year, but this book has taken over every part of my brain. So it's like you on a book tour, almost. Yeah, it Pretty kicks much. off in a few weeks. But what yeah. day? October 11th, we're going to Pan African Connections. October 12th, we're going I'm to be the, there, y'all. Eh. October 12th, <laughs> we're going to Fort Worth to the Doc Bookshop. 
After that, I'm going to Shreveport. Then I'm going to Cleveland, Columbus, and Toledo, Ohio, Indianapolis, Houston, and St. Louis. Yeah, St. Louis in the field. 314. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? I, I really hope I can make that one, though. Like, that would be so dope to see you in St. Louis. Funny <laughs> story. I actually auditioned to work at High 1041. He hired me right before I got this job. I was crushed. I drove down there, auditioned. I was so broke that I applied for a credit card that I never paid off. I paid it off now, but I never paid it off. I just applied for a credit because I had no money to get down. I mean, you was in survival mode. Maxed out this credit card. uh, Met Miss Pooh. Wow, shout out my girl, Miss Pooh. Um, swiped the card, maxed it out, and didn't get the job. I lit. I called my daddy sobbing. <laughs> I just want to be able to pay my card now. Like I'm just broke. I'm working two jobs, and then got this job. Let's I just say, God didn't want you to be there. Mm. That's how I look at and it. And my homegirl told me that just means it's a bigger city waiting. That's what I was I'm saying. crying right. over market twenty five, and now I'm in market five. That's dope. Yeah. So like. Do you ever want to like be the midday show? Like, is that where you want to be stuck at? Or no, I'm gonna be on a syndicated morning show before it's all said and done. This is a huge stepping stone because Tom Joyner and D.L. Hughley are downstairs. I know, and you know, as much as I come up to that damn station, I ain't never know that. I had a whole attitude when I came up in there, and I'm like, I don't think they advertise because they don't want people waiting outside. Yeah, but I wouldn't they, wait they outside, but right it's just there. amazing to be in that building of greatness, yeah, though. Like, like, I see Tom Jr. in the elevator type shit. Girl, like, I'd probably be just staring at him and just be like, hi. No, I did the first time. <laughs> I definitely and did. And I'm normally not starstruck because I have a lot of friends that do radio. Yeah. So it's like, I normally, I play it cool. I may be screaming in the inside. Mm-hmm. But if I saw Tom Jr., like, he's a straight man. I would have been just been like... He was, like, coming, he was coming from getting say. breakfast. I'm getting on the elevator. And I'm like, oh, good morning. <laughs> right. Like, You're Tom Joyner. And he's like, last time I checked. Yeah. <laughs> and that's some stuff he would say. Like, I can hear him. I'm like, I'm, I'm, oh, my God. Like, I do. I work upstairs. And I'm on, for real. And I'm just like, stuttering. And he's like, what's your name? <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, sorry. Um, damn, what's my name? Oh, right. um, I'm. <laughs> I'm Lil D. And it's like, oh, I've heard y'all before. You sound good. Girl, I almost peed. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, that would be awesome. And I hate that he's retired. I guess he said he got to stop it sometime. Yeah, huh? I mean, he made his millions. He yeah, got millions but Ricky Smiley is coming. So That's going to be bomb. Ricky's going to do really well at Urban AC. Is he? Well, I said, I listen so. to that man. I, I met him mm-hmm. last year, the year before last. And his book signing. Oh, that's another question I have. Are you gonna be doing book signing? Are you gonna? Cause I need an autograph. Copy. Yes, that's the book tour. <laughs> yeah, I got, so uh, I gotta, uh, I gotta give me an autograph. Copy. October 11th, Pan African Connection, five to seven p.m. I'll be signing books for sure. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Y'all make sure y'all come out though, cause it's not easy for us black folks to support mm-hmm. one another, and it's sad. Like that's mm-hmm. really sad that we can't even support one another. This is major. Like I'm gonna be glad when I get the courage to finish mine. Please do. Because that's something I really want to do because I have a group on Facebook called Healing Brothers and Sisters. Mm-hmm. I made it specifically for men and women mm-hmm. because I know too many. I had a friend that killed themselves two years ago. So, you know, it's like it's sad that men go through things just like women do. We have so many groups to help women, but we don't yeah. have none for men. It's such a stigma. Men are supposed to show emotion and whatever. Yeah. We're human beings. We all hurt. Yes, and I made that group, and I was like, you know what? I said, I want to, like, I even asked my therapist for, like, different stuff, like, inserts that be good for the book and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I straight end up getting stuck on my business, girl, and just, like, caught writer's block. And I was just like, I need to get back into it because that's something I want to do. Like, did you self-publish your book? Mm -hmm. It's on my website, just grindingandreallife.com slash book. But it's also on Amazon. That's what I was gonna ask. The ebook will be uh, on Kindle, so you can get it on Amazon or my website. I have the files for the iBook too. Just still googling, trying to figure out how to upload it. But it'll mm-hmm. be done before the tenth, because I got an iPhone. So in other words, the book is not gonna be available for purchase until October tenth. You can pre-order that, hold on. <laughs> she said this so quick. Feel free to pre-order that, home. Well, unfortunately, she has. To go and entertain y'all folks on the radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> but before we leave though, I actually play this game with everybody. Have you ever played for the culture? Uh-uh. What? Oh boy. Oh, 
OMG, why don't people know what for the culture is? I feel like somebody told me to download it and I did and then I deleted it because I had It's almost like a um what can I say? It's almost like heads up. Almost like a black charades, I guess you can say. Okay. I'm, I'm actually fairly positive I had it and I deleted it because I had no space on my phone. Yeah, and so basically what it is, I'm going to show you. So what it is, you pick categories. It's literally, it's all about black, anything black. Yes, That's why it's called. So that. you can okay. pick girl talk, black history, guy talk, movies, school days, music, university, or TV shows. Okay. And, but the answers are going to be strictly about black folks. So you pick a category you think you're good at. Oh, God, I'm bad at all these. <laughs> Uh, let's go movies, I think. I know, right? I picked that one time, and I was just okay. like, some of these movies. So, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to give you some hints, and then you got, <laughs> then you got to guess what the answer is. So. Moisture my brain. Okay, I can do this. Okay, you ready? I think. Oh, that's so bad. The first one, I can't even think of how to tell you about you. We're going to skip that. because okay, I then. Because I'm going to end up having to give you the name. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> that one is a day. Okay, so let's skip that one. What the hell is this? This ain't even a word. <laughs> hey, this is not even a word, so we gonna skip that. I'm gonna tell y'all what it was. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Tyler Perry movie. Huh. Going to jail. Nope. Uh, Why did I get married? Meet the Browns. Mm -mm. He was in a wheelchair, beat his wife. She took care of him. Oh, I can, uh, damn, Dyer of Mad Black Woman. There you go. <laughs> oh, man, you gonna eat your cornbread? Life. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know that one. Uh, Akilah and the Bee. Ain't that the name of the movie? Yeah, but the girl that played Kiki Holmes. There you go. She's supposed to make that the name of the movie. No, I know that wasn't the name. The thing is, you had I gave you the name because you had to guess Kiki Palmer. Oh, okay. So no, seriously, you is only three of them that we missed, but that was by default. Look at this. It's called something. Yeah. Oh no, it's True Tell Ejiofor. He's an actor. I ain't never heard of him. Who is he, that? Um, oh man, I can't think of the movie. See what I'm saying? Yeah, never heard of him. He was. Oh, he played a really like mean, evil person in one movie. And what was his name again, so they can know? True Tell Ejiofor. What? <laughs> y'all can see how this is spelled because it don't even look like it's, a word it's spelled like chew as hell that's man name his mama name chew as hell but why though i don't know <laughs> hey blank man was now. another one but i could not think of the guy Jay who five played. i can't think of his name david wayans i couldn't think of him off the top of my head i love blake man movie so funny I, I know right because all in my head i was thinking about the little thing but i'm like what it's his name, and it's so bad because I couldn't. The robot's name was J Five. <laughs> you would know. <laughs> well, that concludes the show. Thank you again. I'm for sure. I appreciate it. Thank I'm you excited. Y'all don't understand because I was nervous about this stuff. <laughs> I'm real regular. I just got a cool job. Yeah, but see, she interviewing talking folks okay. for a living. <laughs> I do. It'd be weird getting interviewed. I don't be knowing what to say. <laughs> I'm I don't so answer the questions. That. I ask. But until next time.